You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Troy. Also known as the PAX East Spectacular for 2019. Uh, unfortunately, Tricky could not join us this week because if you've watched the Facebook group, Tricky and the Goddess are both posting pictures and videos straight from the PAX floor. But with me this week, I do have I Yield to No One. Would this be considered a PAX-tacular? That name is very lovely, and I think that uh, the play on words and kind of the mashing together of, of multiple words to make a very fun word is a good descriptor of what we're trying to do here with episode 384. Agreed. Now, unfortunately, uh, we did tease uh, two two guest hosts joining this week's joining us this week, CJ Anderson as well as Mr. Unknown. Unfortunately, they could not join us this week, so you'll just get me and Yield. But Yield and I are always a good time, and fortunately for you all, uh, PAX East, it's always a lot of info to take in. But Yield went through and sifted through all the news to find out all the stuff that you need to know from the show floor. So thank you very much, Yield, for putting this uh, episode agenda together. No, no problem. And, li- and like we were talking before we started recording, there was some news that was announced. This game, that game, you know, some, some smaller games. But nowhere did I see whether it was confirmed, whether it was for PlayStation. So I kind of left those out because I'd hate to report on something and then it not be for PlayStation considering... For a PlayStation podcast, so well, I mean, even there was a a larger game that was announced that we had been speculating on, but they didn't confirm pricing, a release date, or really what platforms it was going to be on. We can assume, given the history of the games, that we know which platforms it's coming to. But you know, that's just kind of like seems one of the aspects of this PAX is that you get information, but you're not always going to get the entire picture. That's true too. Yep. Well, let's hit you with our updated trophy counts. Tricky is at level 39, total trophy count of 9,896 with 118 Platinums. I'm level 31, total trophy count of 6,837 trophies with 101 Platinums in 100 games. You know, I'm putting a shit ton of time into God of War. I'm almost 70% done with the game. Oh, wow. With, like, side missions and collectibles and all that stuff, and I still don't even have, like, a fourth of the trophies, which is... Wow! Yeah, you got to work for them. And I'm still missing three or four story trophies, like main single-player story trophies that are like the unmissable ones. So I still do have a little bit of time to go. But uh, yeah, even though I feel like I put 50 or so hours into the game, like there's still a long way to go as far as the trophies go. So, Which I'm going to go ahead and say uh, today that uh, we were Target and I bought Bayonetta 2, which also includes the download code for the original Bayonetta, as well as Splatoon 2 for the Switch. Uh, and Bayonetta is a game I played on the PS3, and I could never finish the trophy list. I couldn't get the Platinum in it. It's going to be one of those games that I enjoy probably playing more on the Switch because I don't have to worry about Platinums. I can just go through the game and just enjoy it and beat it and take in the difficulty that I want to play instead of having to play it on this difficulty and then the hardest difficulty, the Umber and Witch difficulty. So, a um, little sidetrack there, but yes, I'm very excited to play 
Bayonetta 2 because I love the first game. And I'm, you know what? I'm going to go back and play the first game again and then go play Bayonetta 2. There you go. Yield? Well, here, you can you can say your trophy count. You're you're here. I'm a, I'm a level 28. Trophy count of 5760. Only got a couple this week. And uh, platinum count of 90. Steve is a level 15. Total trophy count of 2,103 and a platinum count of 11. Steve is also at PAX East, or he was at PAX East this past week. So be sure to check out all the information that uh, he and Andy put out on the Nintendo Dual Screens and on their podcast. So look out for more coverage, Nintendo coverage, from the guys on the Dual Screens. And last but not least, we have Sid, who is level 38. Total trophy count of 8,696 and a platinum count of 158. It seems like Sid... uh, for the first time in ages, Sid has not earned a platinum trophy this week. No, he, maybe he's getting into the 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 winter. I don't know winter funk. I think what he's uh, he's doing is waiting for Tricky to catch up so he can jump out to a big lead again. Maybe that's what it's luring back in with the false sense of security. He's trying to facilitate then... competition. He wants to make Tricky feel like he can match him in platinums, but really. Really, he can't. Well, I mean, to be fair, Sid has been playing games like Bleed, a, a, a twin-stick shooter, which he talked about on last week's show, which he also admitted that he was never going to get the Platinum Trophy in that because it was just too damn hard. So, I mean, you know, like you, he's been playing some just really big, hard games, big or hard games that, you know, maybe you just don't get the Platinum in, but you can still enjoy the games. That is true. So, I mean, last week, Yield, you know, Tricky poked a little fun at you for not being able to catch up to him in Platinums. You talked about how you were playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and, you know, other large games that didn't necessarily drop trophies like the games Tricky plays, the puzzle games that Tricky likes to play. What have you been up to this week as far as playing games goes? Uh, still playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, huh, ran into an issue which cost me, oh, a couple of hours maybe. I was doing a mission and... Uh, I've I've upgraded my camp to where I can keep two horses at my camp, my primary horse and a secondary horse. And I hadn't gone off to the stable to dump my secondary horse. I'm like, oh, well, I'll just keep it here at the camp. Well, anyway, I did a mission that required me to leave the main camp on on a horse and carriage. Or wagon, sorry. So we get to where we're going, and I have to come back on... An enemy's horse. So on the ride back, needless to say, it's a long enough ride that you bond level one with that horse. I get back to my camp and I'm like, all right, when I get back to my camp, I'm going to take my horse that I've had since the very beginning of the game. I'm kind of fond of this horse. Don't ask me why. I just, we've been through a lot. I'll, you know what? I'll take this horse to the stable and I'll keep this newer one. I get there, and the horse is gone because I've already bonded level one with this enemy horse. So now I've got two horses, so that one just poof, gone. So I was annoyed, and I didn't want to lose that first horse, so I deleted my save file, went back to the cloud, uploaded an old save file so I can get my horse back. That is one nice thing about cloud saves is that you can upload your game, 
at any one given moment and you can always pull from that if something goes wrong or like say you miss a trophy or a collectible or something and you don't want to have to go back and play the entire game again a second time you can always just pull from the cloud and that that's definitely a nice backup i've done that before so i got my horse back i took it to the stable and then proceed to continue to play the game and not lose my horse this time around so i probably lost a couple hours of gameplay but no big deal. But really, that's about all I've been playing. When it comes to Red Dead Redemption 2, what's a couple hours of gameplay? It depends on what you're doing. I, I tend to try to bounce back and forth between doing side missions, doing your main missions, and then I'll go off and I'll just hunt for the longest amount of time because you have to hunt for perfect pelts to do upgrades to your main camp. And then there's a trapper around parts of the map that you sell perfect pelts to him, and then you can then in turn buy clothing from him. You can see what you need. You know, I need these many feathers or these many deer deer or beaver or bear pelts, and I can make this hat, these chaps, vest, coat, whatever. And then you sell them to him, and then when he's got enough to make said item, you can then buy that item back. So, and then plus you can also hunt for meat because you don't have to get perfect pelts, but the perfect pelts is for your clothing, but you can hunt for meat, feathers for arrows and stuff like that. And then there's also uh, a side mission, so to speak, not really a side mission, but a, a task where somebody, you pick up something at the post office and it's a, it's a hunting list where the one I just completed, I needed a robin, a woodpecker, and a blue jay. And you, you get all three of those birds, and you mail them off, and then they give you your reward plus another hunting list. So, so I kind of just, just go off and do stuff like that, which that right there can kill hours in of itself. Well, I say what's what's a couple hours in a game, but to be honest, if I do play a game for a couple hours and I lose that progress, I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of pissed about it because I don't really want to have to replay something I've already played if, you know, I'm forced to. Like, if I choose to go back and play a game on, like, a second run and, you know, I make that choice, that's fine. But if I'm making progress and I lose it, I'm going to be honest, if it's an hour, two hours, I'm not going to be happy about that. My, my wife was like... Do you really want to lose that time? And I'm like, well, it's only a couple hours, and I really like that horse. I hope you have a name for that horse, if it's so important to you. No, I just named it, uh, what, what was it? I think it was an American Standard, so I just named it American. Keep Old it Glory. Simple, man. That horse ble- bleeds red, white, and blue. You know, that would have been a lot better name than that. Uh, so, I, just kind of one little funny thing that I want to point out. Since you're playing Red Dead Redemption 2... I have been watching, uh, Ashley got me started watching Dexter, and the protagonist in Red Dead Redemption 2 is called Arthur Morgan, correct? Correct. So Ashley and I just finished season four of Dexter, very rough. Uh, If you've seen it, that is a, like, I knew what happened, I had heard about what happened in the final episode of that, so I was prepared, but God was that season hard to watch. Um, (laughs) Really rough at times. But, so, in season four... Dexter Morgan, of course, is the main protagonist throughout the show, but then the serial killer that he's going after in Season 4 is played by John Lithgow, who does a fantastic job as as the Trinity Killer. 
who is Arthur Mitchell. So it's funny that the main character of Red Dead Redemption 2 is Arthur Morgan, when Dexter's last name is Morgan, and the, the, the uh, Trinity Killer is Arthur Mitchell. And you combine their names and you get Arthur Morgan. I don't know. That's I, I realize Coincidence? That, I realize that's, um, I mean, obviously, this, this episode of Dexter is the fourth season, and there were eight seasons, so this was many years ago when this came out, and Red Dead Redemption 2 just came out last year, so I, there's no tie to it. I just find it interesting that something like that happened. On the I don't plane. know. You were playing it while I was watching that season. Maybe there's a conspiracy theory going on here. Yeah, and, uh, you know, with how much uh, Tricky praises God of War, maybe we need to start our own conspiracy theory here on Trophy Horse when he's not here. Yeah. Um, you know, I so I've been playing more God of War. I'm going to be playing God of War every week until I beat the game and, you know, get to start New Game Plus and, and truly grind towards the Platinum. So I realize that, you know... I seem like I'm crapping on the game. Like, there's a lot of stuff in the game that I really like. I love the presentation. I love the world they've created. I love the lore, that they, the Norse mythology that they've worked in there. You know, Tricky has talked about this entire time, how there is a tie-in between old Kratos and new Kratos, or I guess I shouldn't say old Kratos, like young, angry Kratos and older, less angry Kratos. But I've finally got to the point where there's that bridge between the two. I know what now the bridge is that Tricky was talking about. So I will be interested to talk to him about that in the future. I will say that combat is far more fun now after I've reached that bridge. Um, so I having, I'm having more fun with the combat in the game. But, you know, for a game that Tricky's talking about has been updated, I still feel like the combat is a little bit too simplistic. Like, I, there's a lot you can do with, like, enhancements and runes and, and runic actions. But at the end of the day, you can only do so much with the combat system and i feel like if this game were truly upgraded from what it was like that it would be deeper than it is but still i I love the world the lake of nine is such a tremendous hub it's like probably it's probably one of the best hubs i've ever seen as far as like a tree that spreads out to different realms and different levels uh the like i said the boss fights have gotten even better even if i don't like the valkyrie fights i understand they're supposed to be challenging i got it there are nine total fights i've beaten four of them So I have overcome, like, Friday night I beat one, and then Saturday morning I beat two more. So I I understand that you need to get, you know, it's about learning the moves, the the attacks, dodging them, blocking where they're needed, practicing, and just getting better to when you can finally beat them. I'm still going to say, and I will never not say that the camera is like a second boss in that fight. Like, those fights, the camera screws you. I will cling to that. I will die on that hill until I'm actually in a, a coffin. So, um, yeah, the, the Valkyrie fights, I, they are challenging, but I feel like they're made harder because of aspects of the fight, like the camera. I feel like it's almost unfair at times, and I feel like the camera is not challenging because the fight's challenging. It's oftentimes challenging because the camera gets in the way. So, uh, But, like I said, I don't want to like seem like I hate the game. I, I do have fun with the game. Now that there's that bridge connecting the old games to the new game, like it all makes a lot more sense. I'm having more fun with the combat. Do I think that this is the best game ever made? Like Tricky will say, no, it's not. But is it a really good game? And is someone who likes, if someone likes God of War, should they play it? Yeah, sure. Uh, the game has grown on me more and more as time goes on, but I still don't think it's the perfect game. I think the combat could be better. Um, even if the bridge itself made the combat more fun, I also think the Valkyrie fights, the, the camera in general could be better. 
You know, that's that's a complaint people have had about action games, third-person action-adventure games for a long time. But there are still times within this game that I feel like I'm getting screwed. Um, and, you know, sometimes, like, everything with the enhancements, it gets kind of overwhelming. And, you know, there's just it just seems like there's a, just a ton of... Like, I feel like I was still seeing tutorial ma- or like tutorial notices 20, 25 hours into the game, and I feel like that's a bit too much. Uh, overall, the game deserves a lot of praise. It's a lot of fun. Uh, even someone like me who, you know, said God of War should have been killed off at 3. This is kind of one of those games like Bioshock 2, where, you know, Bioshock 2 was a more fun game than Bioshock. As far as, like, the combat and just the actual gameplay goes. Uh, the introduction of like the twin, the, the dual wielding and all that stuff, it was a lot of fun. Was it a better game overall? No, because you just can't match going to Rapture for the first time and everything that that world created in the original Bioshock. I feel like this game, you know, God of War Ascension, completely unnecessary. Fun, yes, but unnecessary. Uh, this game, I feel the same way. You know, I, I guess people will argue that you need to progress Kratos' character and it's just another facet of him later on in life. I just think that the best you will ever see from God of War is God of War 3. And anything after that is just like, yeah, it's a good game, but we could have stopped before this and it would have been just fine. See? Whereas, like, hold on, let me me finish off with this. Like, the Uncharted series, I felt that way after playing Uncharted 3 and when Uncharted 4 came out. It's like, well, we really don't need this. But at the end of Uncharted 4, they bring it back and I feel like that is something that I don't know that I'll get from God of War, where I feel like Uncharted 4 was needed. You know, in, in Uncharted 3, they fly off into the sunset, everyone's happy, but the ending in Uncharted 4, like, that brings the ring composition, and I love it so much that I will completely say that Uncharted 4 is a necessary element of that series, and I don't think I'll ever get that from God of War 18, 2018. Sorry. I agree. That, that, I was going to say, that's what I feel with Uncharted 4 except for the ending is that I was fine with three didn't need four, but they, they they did a really nice job with the epilogue in four. Yeah. They definitely tug at the heartstrings at the end of four. Um, And, you know, tricky keeps telling me, keep playing to the end of God of war, keep playing to the end. I'm going to, you know, God of war. It's, it's a really good game, but the way that tricky and everyone laud praise upon it, I don't really see it as head and shoulders above all the other, like the Uncharted series or anything like that, or The Last of Us or Horizon Zero Dawn. I, I just don't think it's you know far and away better than those games. I don't even really think it's better than those games, but it's still in its own right a really good game. So um, I am getting further and further into God of War. I feel like within the next week or so, maybe next two weeks, because I get sidetracked doing a lot of stuff like the Valkyrie fights and just kind of looking for uh, collectibles and such. I feel like within the next couple weeks, I'll beat it. So my opinion may change, but I mean, overall, I mean, my opinion of the game is pretty good, but I think that there are things about the game that Tricky will defend that shouldn't be defended. Like, you can admit that there are bad aspects to a game, but still overall really like the game. Like, Tricky's argument that you don't necessarily see your opponent in a fight in the real world, so why should you see the Valkyries in the always in the video game? That's a stupid argument. Because if I'm going to see the Valkyrie to be able to dodge his attacks or to block his attacks or even know what to do skillfully, I'm going to have to see that enemy. So the camera needs to work better in those situations. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So been playing God of War and uh, yeah, just moving on through. And kind of, to be honest, haven't really paid a lot of attention to the PAX news going on this week. 
which is, again, why I'm grateful that Yield put all this together. I don't know. There's just wasn't really that much exciting to me going into the show. We had talked about a few news stories and everything, but before we get into the pack stuff, let's let's talk about a few pre-pack stories that came out. And, you know, the first one is PSN Plus for, uh, or PlayStation Plus free games for April. And again, unfortunately for the Vita owners and the PlayStation 3 owners, going forward, you all will not receive free games for PlayStation Plus. So it's only going to be the PlayStation 4 owners. And, uh, yeah, from what I'm seeing, the uh, the response to this month's free games, not that great. Uh, the two games that are going to be offered are Surge, or excuse me, The Surge, and Conan Exiles. Yield, did you watch the uh, trailer for, uh, like, any information on these games? No, I didn't. I remember, I, I remember hearing about Conan Exile at one time, like, when it came out, but I did not see the trailer. Yeah, it's an online survival multiplayer game, and, like, Conan, like, we all know the character Conan from, like, the 80s, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you can imagine an old online multiplayer survival um, game in that world, in that universe, that you pretty much have it. And uh, there's also The Surge, which, you know, it, it looked like a bunch of people fighting in mechs. I think that it looked like they des- des- described it as... And, you know, you uh, you pulled uh, a lot of inspiration from Game Informer this week. So most of the articles this week are becoming coming from information on Game Informer. But it, they uh, described it as a Souls-like game. Uh, very sci-fi. Basically looks like a bunch of people fighting in mechs. Uh, some larger enemies in there. To be honest, neither of these games really interest me all that much. I, to be, I don't think I've downloaded a PlayStation Plus free game in months now. Oh, really? See, I took The Witness... For this month. Yeah, I know that came from the developer, uh, the the creator of Braid, and I did really like Braid quite a bit. But, yeah, I, there just hasn't been anything on my radar on PlayStation Plus. I know I've been spending a lot more time playing the Switch. You know, I recently started playing God of War, but there's just nothing kind of grabbing me so far from PlayStation Plus for this year. And then uh, we also should, I mean, at least I kind of knew that there was going to be a let off. On Plus Games, because we always go through that once or twice a year where we get a month or two in a row of games that are just kind of eh. And we had just gotten two months back-to-back that were really good games. So like, wow, we're getting that. So I'm not surprised that this month is a eh type freebie for the month. Well, you think about it. Like, there's, I mean, especially now when I have less time to actually play games. You look, you know, I used to buy a game every month. Now, like, I struggle actually for most of the year to find games I actually want to spend my money on. And even if games are free, like, money is an issue, yes, but there's also, like, the time investment. And am I going to really download every free PlayStation Plus game and try to play it when I've got limited time just because it's free? Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, like, I mean, there, I'm sure there are people excited about both these games. And every month, I'm sure that, you know, Sony is releasing games that people want to play for PlayStation Plus. It's just that the more po- vocal people will will come out and say that, oh, this is crap. I don't want to play this. You know, people are more likely to get online and complain rather than they are to say, hey, Sony, good job. I really love these games. So yeah. if these games are for you, that's great. Hey, you got two two or at least one game to play, free game to play this month. There's just nothing really there that, that makes me want to play it over, say, God of War or, you know, one of the new games I just bought for the Switch, so. 
I, I have to agree. And I think you'll agree that we should all definitely give an, an early shout out. I know this isn't, you know, the end of the show. This isn't our housekeeping, but we definitely need to give a big shout out to former Sony president and CEO Kaz Harai, who will be retiring in June. Now, he stepped down as a CEO to become the chairman of Sony, but he's officially retiring as of this summer. He will be taking maintaining an advisory role for Sony, but, you know, Big Kaz is, is stepping down completely and just going to enjoy his retirement. So, uh, very well deserved. I know that Sony has had a lot of missteps as far as, you know, decisions made and, and PR and stuff like that. But Kaz Rai was always one of those guys who I really liked. And it was always, I thought, a really good thing for the company and always did a really good job. So, I always had a great respect for Kaz Rai. You know, especially since he had his own, like, Twitter account, like, parody Twitter account, and, you know, <laughs> there was always a lot of uh, guffaws and a lot of ha-has that came out of that, because that account was really good. Yeah, it was really good. So, yeah, much love to Kazurai, who, again, is going to be step er, uh, retiring fully this summer. Enjoy, enjoy your gaming time. Yeah, well, we will always have those moments like Ridge Racer, and, you know, Giant enemy crabs. We will always have those moments with Kazurai. No one can ever take them away from us. Even if they can't take those moments from us, they can. Sony can still take some games down from the PSN. Now, Yield, you're a big racing fan, and, you know, Drive Club was one of those games that, when it came out, you know, five or so years ago, was, you know, the aspects of it that were sim and the, the marriage of it to kind of some more arcade aspects. It seemed like it got people really excited, but that never really translated into popularity for the game, and it just kind of never really seemed to, like, it it just kind of seemed to stall from the beginning. By the end of August, Sony is going to be delisting all Drive Club content from the PSN. Now, if you have single-player content for the game, then you can still play that, but anything related to multiplayer or challenges or anything like that uh, all the servers are shutting down, so you can't deal with anything with online multiplayer. But as far as like single player goes, you can still play the game. But once the end of August rolls around and they delist that game from the PSN, you can no longer buy anything for it. So that, that's what I found most surprising is that you you won't be able to buy the season pass, none of the DLC. It's coming completely off the store. To be fair, I think that's the best thing to do because if you think about it, if you have a game like this that you're selling to people as a racing experience, most racing games have some kind of multiplayer function to it, and if you can't offer online multiplayer function, like a, a server function, for those people to play with, you're kind of selling them a partial game. I guess you can always offer it at a lower price, but to be honest, just to take down the game itself and not have to spend any more mon- money maintain it seems like the best thing to do. I didn't think of it that way. I mean, like if it were still popular and people were still buying the game then maybe Sony would reconsider, but clearly this game just completely dropped off and there's just not much activity for it. Because, I mean, there was a big push for this game when it first came out. Oh, it, t- it tied into... Because part of it was free for plus for a while, I remember. Something was... I thought it, something was, was free Wasn't it for when plus. it initially released? I believe so. But it wasn't like the whole thing. It was, it was like a real slimmed down version to give people a taste. And there was something about it that I was just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I mean, I love... I'm more for the arcade racing games. 
So I, I, you know, a game like this, even with some sim elements to it, probably not going to be for me. You're the more racing aficionado, but even you prefer the more arcadey types. So it's been a while since I got into a good racing game. You know, even with on rush out, like it's just kind of not where I'm at right now in playing games. So I mean, it, it does suck that the you know the game is being taken down, but at the same time, if the support's not there for it, you I mean you got to see this coming from a mile away because eventually they shut down the servers for even popular games. Oh yeah. We move from one multiplayer game to another multiplayer survival horror, which could not be further away from the uh, the semi arcadeness of something like Drive Club, Dead by Daylight. The, uh, the multiplayer survival horror game is going to be releasing a DLC pack, and this is part of our jump into the packs news. This is going to excite a lot of horror fans, because coming in a DLC pack on April 2nd will be Bruce Campbell's character from The Evil Dead, Ash, who is going to be joining the, uh, the game Dead by Daylight. So you will be able to play as Ash, and actually, Bruce Campbell is going to be voicing Ash while you're playing the game. See, that that's all kinds of awesome. I did not see Evil Dead until I was well into my 20s. I think it was a little before my time because I was, you know, I was a child of the 80s. I was born in 84. So I think those movies, I didn't really get into horror until much later. So I don't feel like those, those movies were before my time. But, you know, I saw, actually might have seen the remake of Evil Dead before I ever saw the original. With Bruce okay. Campbell. So I, my first, actually, I think the first time I ever saw Bruce Campbell was in the original Spider-Man or whichever Spider-Man. Was it Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 3? That, I'm not sure. I think I it remember, was Spider-Man 3 because I remember he was selling tickets, movie tickets. I remember Bruce Campbell for Briscoe County Jr., so. Uh, a very beloved actor, Bruce Campbell. People love him. Horror fans love him. And, of course, playing Ash, his iconic role of Ash in Evil Dead. You know, I, I've looked at some of the the packs from Dead by Daylight, there's a lot of the horror villains in there, the staples, the Freddy Krueger and stuff. So there's a lot of the serial killers in there. So it's nice to have Ash in there to kind of, well, tip the scales a little bit more to the light side, I guess I would say. I've, I've, I've seen bits and pieces. I've never actually sat down and watched a whole Evil Dead movie. The, the remake was surprisingly good. I liked it quite a bit, and maybe... It's partially because I saw that one first. I knew that there were ones before it. I knew it was a remake. But maybe I liked it, you know, because a lot of times you see a remake of a movie that you have an ardor for or that you're a fan of, and you're like, wow, this is crap. Like, this is not, this is not live up to what it was before. So, I mean, maybe seeing the remake first kind of like, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is, I like this. This is, this is good. So maybe I kind of have some rose-colored glasses on there. But I definitely do like the original as well. Please tell me you've seen Army of Darkness. I, like I said, I've seen bits and pieces of them, but I've never seen the whole movie. See, they're like supposed to be horror movies, but at the same time, they have these really over-the-top slapstick comedic mo- moments where it's like, okay, this is almost in a special class of its own as far as horror movies go. Like, I know that this is supposed to be like a very dire subject, but at the same time, like... Just some of his reactions and the fact that, like, in some movies, like, he'll split into, like, a bunch of tiny people or, like, he the fact that he, you know, chainsaw on his arm. Like, the movies have such a goofy charm mixed in with the whole horror elements that 
they almost set themselves apart from any other horror movie. Which, in cor- of course, increases their entertainment value. Absolutely. That's why people love Bruce Campbell. Is that the only reason people love Bruce Campbell? Oh, no, there's other reasons. I like him for uh, Briscoe County Jr. Um, he was really good in Burn Notice. Does he ever pull out his boomstick in Briscoe County Jr.? Ah, uh, you know, he may make a comment to his boomstick once. I, you know, if he does nothing else whenever he appears in a cameo, I want him to mention his boomstick or just have it in the background. Have the boomstick make a cameo. I don't care if it's Spider-Man. I don't care if he's selling tickets to the movie theater. Just have it in the background there so I can see it. Like, I want that every time. Someday the, the dead's going to come for us all and we're going to rely on Ash to save us. He's going to his boomstick. Boom and if he has his boomstick and his chainsaw, then God, the forces of evil are... But, you know, he would also make a really good character, like a, like a stylized, cel-shaded character in the Borderlands games, don't you think? Ooh, yeah, he would. How would you like to scavenge for loot? With a with, with big old boomstick and a chainsaw as an arm? You could tear through a lot of claptraps. You could tear through a lot of claptraps. You could tear through a lot of skags. So, coming out of PAX, there is a deluge of Borderlands news, and of course, Gearbox has been teasing this for, you know, they've been teasing a lot of announcements in the lead-up to PAX, and it seems like if any developer makes the most out of PAX, it's Gearbox. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, they've started a trend, of, and it seems like they always have some announcement, or they're showing off something at PAX. So they, more than most developers, make the most out of their time at PAX. So, Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel which actually Ashley and I bought the Handsome Collection last week and we're trying to play our way through the pre-sequel. They are going to be getting updates uh, to or enhancements for their uh, their textures. So they're going to be receiving... If you own a copy of the Handsome Collection, you are going to be getting a free texture upgrade on April 3rd. So PC, console... 4K upgrade. Tricky has a 4K TV, doesn't he? Uh, I'm sure he does. He probably has two. He's probably he probably got 5K on pre-order right now. It would not shock me. But yes, whether you can use 4K or not, you're going to be getting a free texture upgrade on April 3rd. That's so awesome. And that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with a uh, remaster of the original Borderlands, which is also coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC on April 3rd. Uh, it's going to be called Borderlands Game of the Year Edition. Long, long time in the making for this one. Absolutely. And I even posited to Tricky last week when he commented that he thought that Borderlands was coming to the Switch. Well, he was right that there was a remaster of Borderlands coming, but it's not coming to the Switch. But I asked Tricky, does it make sense to release Borderlands on the Switch at this point? And I would ask you, Yield, does it releasing Borderlands Game of the Year Edition make sense at this point for PS4 and Xbox? Uh, yes and no. No, because it's been so long since Borderlands. Um, but maybe this is a, a tie-over until the next bit of information that we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that people, that listeners, can kind of guess where we're heading. Yeah. So, I, I think it's kind of a 
kind of a tie over. I mean, they they said that because I, I I came home uh, Thursday from work and I watched the presser and they addressed and I didn't know this, but um, you can now do four player split screen on the game of the year edition. Um, uh, they have shift codes, which is which they've introduced since Borderlands Two. And uh, they 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 fixed the loot issue at the end of the game, which I thought was kind of nice because that was like the big thing, the big negative coming out of Borderlands was that they touted of all this loot that you'd get for beating bosses, and then you get to the end of the game, and it was just kind of bleh. I know it's it's kind of making me want to like. I played Borderlands 1 and 2 on the 3. I have the pre-sequel on the 3. I haven't gotten to it yet. I will tell you, the pre-sequel, I'm a little pissed at that. We When we bought the Handsome, Handsome, Handsome Collection, we started with the pre-sequel. And after the tutorial, like the first kind of level, we are now at a point where we have a character who's told us, okay, go to these coordinates. We're like an hour into the game, and we have no idea where to fucking go. And it's really annoying. Really? Oh. Yeah, it's not clear at all where you need to go, and I'm kind of like, well, this sucks. I, I, like, we we had played a little bit, and we'd gotten to this point, and, like, it was later at night, but at the same time, I was like, wow, I don't know where to go, and I really don't want to play this game right now. That's a bummer. But the, the Game of the Year edition almost makes me want to pick up the Game of the Year edition and the Handsome Jack collection to go back and play them again. Well, this uh, the Game of the Year edition will also include substantial visual improvements, new weapons, all four add-on packs from the original game, and things like a mini-map. Oh, I forgot about the mini-map. Yeah, they added that. Yeah, and if you want to see the trailer and everything, you can uh, check out all that stuff and, and get this information on GameInformer.com, which apparently is Yield's favorite website. It was just easier to find stuff on Game Informer. I'll just put it that way. So... What we've been leading into is the official announcement. We took Exit 3. Everyone's taking Exit 3 to Boston because Borderlands 3 has finally been revealed. We do not know pricing. We do not... I mean, we can kind of guess pricing because there is an MSRP for video games. But we don't know details as far as platforms. We can guess, based on the, the previous stories, that PS4, Xbox One, and PC are where it's going to le- it's going to land. And we also don't have a release date. So... You can go find the uh, trailer online. It is a fun trailer. I will say that when it comes to picking a theme song for their video games and their promos, probably no one does it better than Gearbox. The original game had the Cage the Elephant song. That was excellent. Yeah. Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. Really, really good song and fit really well with the vibe of the game. And the theme song for the Borderlands trailer is equally as awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say you're not gonna see Borderlands three until end of next year, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. They said they've been working on it for five years, and this is the reveal trailer. But when when we get into some of the returning cast members, a coming out of packs, a lot of people were asking this said voice actor if if they were reprising redoing you know if they were going to do the voice for their character 
in three. And they were like, you know, that, that, that's a great idea. Hit me up, Gearbox. So I, I don't even know if they've even got the, you know, the voices recorded yet. So that's why I'm thinking end of next year, maybe. To be fair, they did show off a lot in this trailer. Not they only did. returning Vault Hunters, but also new villains, new Vault Hunters. There was a lot to take in. Like, it was like a visual explosion. And, and it, was, it was really neat. At, at the very beginning of their conference, they showed the teaser trailer again. And Randy Pitchford, and uh, I can't remember the other gentleman's name. Um, he's uh, one of the head guys on Borderlands 3. And they were going through and they were giving you, they were pointing out interesting point, interesting things from the reveal trailer. You know, hey, did you notice this? Did you notice that? Did you notice that? Okay, well, we're going to talk about other stuff and then we'll come back at the end of the end of the show. <laughs> so Yeah, and remember, when we talk about release dates, this is being published by 2K. And 2K is not afraid to delay games if necessary. So... They, I, I'd say that your uh, your your guess that your hypothesis that it's coming out next year is probably not far off. Yeah, and I wouldn't even be surprised if it's pushed to twenty twenty one. So I mean, like I said, it's been in development for five years, but I'm just I'm guessing. I, I'm betting safe. And you know, I don't want to sit here and like go through the entire trailer and kind of describe it to you because you need to go watch it for yourself just to, to take it all in. But, I mean, there are definitely some things about the trailer that I, I definitely want to talk about, like the, uh, the claim about one billion guns. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of guns. It's more guns than I'll ever use. Like, I will usually find one gun and stick with that through the entire game. I like the option to play with more guns, but at that point, you're just kind of like, hey, look what we can do. You're never going to use most of these guns, but look what we can do. Yeah. Although, I did like how they said, guns with legs... We got you, boo. And they just had this little gun with legs, like a, a handgun running down a corridor shooting at, at something. That's awesome. A movable turret. There, uh, yeah, there were a lot of moments like that. Like, yes, it's a big action game, but there were a lot of, like, humorous moments in there. And even if, like, if you play any Borderlands, like, we, like, we were been playing the pre-sequel and, like, how they introduce characters and, like, just, like, there's a lot of humor that goes along with the game. Like, in the middle of this trailer, there was a, a brick sax solo. So brick, one of the, uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, he's just like playing a sax solo. It'll cut away to more action from the game, and then maybe 10 seconds later, it'll come back to brick playing the sax. They're also, one of the coolest things from the trailer, and I, I don't know if this is, I'm not, I, I've beaten the first Borderlands, but I, I never played two, and I'm just now starting the pre-sequel. So I don't know if this is a new Vault Hunter, but there was a Vault Hunter at the start of this trailer, or very close to the start of this trailer, which used some kind of, like, unearthly power to reveal, like, six arms. Like, she was some kind of, like, Hindu goddess. Do you remember that, Yield? I do remember that, and from what I've read, apparently she's a siren. Now, remind me, because it's been a long time since I've platinum Borderlands, who are the sirens? So, sirens are Maya and, uh... Lilith. And and what did you see the villains in the trailer yield? Yeah, they looked like uh, they didn't. I, they said their names. I couldn't remember what their names were, but they. I believe they're calling them twins. The dude. The dude looks like he he uses way too much hair gel. Like he almost looks like 
His hair is so stylized, you could pick him up and use him as Death Scythe. That's the way his hair cuts down. He's looking like he's a generic uh, Dragon Ball Z character, but he does got that mag. He's got, does got that huge uh, mech arm. I mean, there's a whole lot of like mech and technology in all the Borderlands games. Like everyone is covered in metal and chrome, shiny and chrome. So you, you, I know that you you put this in the agenda, and I kind of want to let you lead this before we get into you know. We, we go to close out the show. Okay. But there was um, a, a, a thing that, uh, and I guess, was this from IGN? Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, everything that was noticed in the Borderlands 3 reveal. And it was kind of a trailer analysis. To be honest, I, I didn't watch this. And so, if you know, if you want to talk about this, I kind of want to let you lead it. So, basically, it was just, um, if, if you hadn't seen the trailer yet, and, and I'm sure that you have, um, some of the returning characters... That you've got, and and they they encompass they encompass everything, Borderlands, Borderlands Two, Tales from the Borderlands, and even the pre sequel. So they're using their entire catalog, even though that they had all that they had to do with Tales from the Borderlands was kind of go, yeah, you can use our world. Um, you've got Brick, Claptrap, Ellie, Lady. Aurelia, I probably said that. Probably said that wrong. Lilith, Marcus, Maya, Mordecai, Moxie, Rice, Reese. Sorry, Rice, Reese from Tales from the Borderlands, Sir Hamelock, Tannis, Tiny Tina, and Zero. So I mean, they're pretty much bringing most everybody back. I did hear him say that Scooter didn't make it, and only to my surprise, there were only a few disappointments. From the audience, I was like, "Oh, I'm really bummed." I always liked Scooter. Apparently, the uh, the new villains, the leaders of the cult, known as, or a cult known as the Children of the Vault, their names are Tyrene and Troy. So, they, uh, there's actually some speculation on IGN that they're both actually sirens. Yeah, I did see that. Um, they they kind of went over. The, the four class of Vault Hunters, you've got four new ones. Well, I mean, yeah, four different ones. You've got, the only one that they gave a name to was Amara. She is your siren. Um, they have another one that looks kind of Sir Hammerlockish was my first interpretation. They're saying that that's kind of like your, excuse me, that is like your stealth character, your zero character from Borderlands 2. They've got a another guy that's like big, heavy set. He almost looked like a, a small mech to me. Got like a cyclops eye. They're that they're saying that's the alleged beastmaster. That its its special ability is calling in other beasts to fight with you, skags and whatnot. So that's interesting. And then their other class is a female soldier, which supposedly it was teased back at GDC 2017, its ability is to summon a mech behind you that you can control, and then supposedly one of your teammates can jump into the mech and run the minigun. So I'm going to say, like, I'm still stuck on this picture of the Children of the Vault because Troy and Tyrene look like they're Harbingers of the Apocalypse. Like, they look like death is following right behind them. I know. It's gonna be awesome. I don't. Th- you're gonna have a hard time t- 
topping uh, Handsome Jack. When you when you get the Borderlands two, Handsome Jack is by far the best villain. Can we can we talk about Tiny Tina for a little bit? Because sure, all grown up and she carries around a stuffed bunny and also has rabbit ears on. It's it reminds me of the character. It's like if Louise from Bob's Burgers grew up and she was still wearing the rabbit ears and someone just handed her a gun and said, "Hey, get after it." <laughs> like there you see the villains and then you see this tiny Tina character and it's like the kind of like over here you have these psychopaths and then you have this very probably unhinged lady who is wearing bunny ears like there's that that still like that endearing charm of that one character that kind of brings the balance to these games oh like, like, like i said i i don't want to say too much when you get to two you will totally love tiny tina yeah, and like the Beastmaster dude, like robotic Cyclops, ain't that awesome? I mean, he's imposing because you see him in the trailer, and he's a giant. Like he's so much bigger than all the other characters. I know that might be my dude. I've always picked a different class each Borderlands to play through. That might be my dude. And the character that I mentioned earlier that looked like she was sprouting arms, like mystical arms. They, she's actually shown in the article, but there's no name for her. No, that's Amara. Oh, okay. That that that's your siren. So it'll be interesting to see how they tie this all together because there's always normally been one siren, and then now in this one we've got let's see one, two, three, four, possibly five sirens. So, and the sirens are your kind of your most powerful. So business is going to pick up. Okay, because they mentioned four new Vault Hunters to choose from, but the only one they name is Amara, because the other three are not named. Correct. You just you just saw who they are. We don't have names yet. Are we sure that Amara is the one who sprouts the arms? Because it, the, the final one, she looks like the one who sprouts the arms, the fourth person they talk about. Well, according to the IGN article, the picture that they show with the, the siren, that's who they said is Amara. Yield, I'm going to need to figure this out before the game's released because I want I want that character. I want to be able to sprout arms like I'm some kind of Far East god and I'm just going to fuck people up. I, I'm pretty sure that's who it is. I'm sorry, Brick. I'm sorry, Mordecai. Sorry, Tiny Tina. I, I, I want that person. I want that siren on my side. I'm either going to be the soldier or the the Cyclops. Probably the Cyclops. Especially if he can summon beasts to fight with you. It's probably going to be him. Better be Razorbacks. Yeah. They'll fuck you up. Or, God, hippos. Like You had like a stampede of hippos. I don't even know if that's what you call Hungry a group hippos? of hippos running very viciously at one thing. But a stampede of hippos would be amazing. Unlikely, but amazing. So... Borderlands 3 looks like it's going to be a huge game, and, you know, that is why they've probably been working on it for so long, and we still don't have it yet. But it's finally been confirmed. You, before we move on, do you have anything else you want to say about the trailer or Borderlands in general? I've seen a lot of people, or I shouldn't say a lot of people, I saw a couple of reports coming off the internet where people were like, you know, we were disappointed with the Borderlands 3 trailer. I... I wasn't ooh-ah about it, but I was excited that I'm getting another Borderlands game. And I and I will let the story and the humor dictate whether 
I really love it or not. Um, to be I, honest, like if you're a Borderlands fan, like if you were hoping for a large evolution in the game, you're not going to seemingly get that with Borderlands 3. But if you liked the other ones, it seems like this is right up your alley. It's, you're going to get exactly what you should in a sequel. I, I liked what I saw. Um, I liked the fact how, even like I said, even with Tales from the Borderlands, that wasn't their property, so to speak. You know, Telltale did that. They are still going back and grabbing those characters and using them in, you know, in three. So so they're tying everything together. I like that. I always like how, you know, come full circle. I, I like that. Um, and I, I will say for those who watched the presser, they had issues. They, they had technical hiccups. I felt bad for them because, you know, they've worked so long on this. This is, this is their moment in the sun. And it hicked up, but they handled it, you know, like, like pros, you know, they just, well, we'll just roll with it until, until we get it fixed. We're just going to roll with it. That's all you can do. Because if you're up there running around on stage, like a cuckoo that yield has just, or that, uh, a cuckoo that link has just slashed with a sword running about all crazy looking for somebody to murder. It's not going to go too well for you. Oh, and Randy Pitchford's magic trick. I'm still trying to figure that out. Other than that, go watch go watch the trailer. If you got if you got an hour, look up the presser, watch the presser. But it, I'm I, I'm stoked, and like I said, it, it's going to make me want to go back and, and play Borderlands one and two. I got to get through the pre sequel first, though. Well, you are the exact audience for the Game of the Year edition, so there we go. I am. We didn't really have a topic of the week this week. We felt that you know it was most important to focus on packs and kind of fully talk about some of the more important aspects of the show. Very Borderlands and Gearbox heavy, but then again, like we said, Borderlands and Gearbox, they seem to make the most of their time at PAX, more so than most of the developers. So we kind of just wanted to ride through all of that. It's going to bring us to our housekeeping. As we do every week, we're going to clean this shit up and get out of here. So Proven Gamer is looking for writers, podcasters, video editors, news reporters, Anyone who has any kind of related talent, please come to ProvenGamer.com and click the Help Wanted tab on the top at the top of the screen. Fill out the, all the information. Tricky is in Boston or coming home from Boston. So once he gets done with everything related to PAX, he will get back to you as soon as possible. You can also check us out on Twitch. We are always streaming. And if you're on our Discord channel, we will also notify you whenever we are streaming. For the channel, you can go to twitch.tv backslash ProvenGamer. You can contact us on Twitter. The show, the website has a Twitter account. It's at Proven Gamer. We also have each one. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we also have Twitters for each one of the hosts. Yields at I yield to no one. I'm at Sondasaurus Rex. Tricky's at Tricky Mick. Steve's at Batchild27, and Sid is at Sidney. S I D D E R N E Y. If you want to contact contact us via email. The email is trophyhorse at provengamer.com. We also have a phone number that you call and leave us a message. And if you do that, we will do our best to play it on the show. What is our phone number, Yield? That would be 330-776-8369 or 330-PROVEN9. I did it backwards this week. Are you confused? Very, but that's just how I live my life is very confused. Okay. 
We also, if you like trophy horrors, we do also have other podcasts on the Proving Gamer Podcast Network. We do have PG spoilers. It's a very rare occurrence, but, you know, once I make my way through God of War, Tricky has talked about, you know, sitting down and talking with me about the game. So always keep an eye on PG spoilers. While it's not necessarily a regular release, it is a community-driven thing, so anytime anybody wants to talk about something, be it an obscure movie, an anime, a video game, they are want to do that. So always keep an eye out for new releases of PG spoilers. The Nintendo Dual Screens with Steven and Andy, a very Nintendo-focused podcast. Again, I know Steve was definitely at PAX East, so I'm sure that he will have plenty to talk about on the upcoming shows, as well as the Game Stuff podcast. I think Roberto was at PAX as well. So go check out the Game Stuff podcast, which is a more generalized podcast as far as gaming goes, whereas you get your PlayStation with Trophy Horrors, you get your Nintendo with Nintendo Dual Screens. Game Stuff kind of tries to cover as much of the gaming landscape as they can. Where can you find our podcast? Apple Podcast, Stitcher, various podcast apps, Google Play, and TuneIn. And you can find Trophy Horrors and Nintendo Dual Screens on iHeartRadio and Spotify. If you can, on any of those things, definitely leave us a review. Obviously, Apple Podcasts, they will allow you to review a, a podcast. It helps us out tremendously. It just helps the show get to more people. So if you do have time to rate, rate us and leave a review, we would definitely appreciate that. PlayStation 4 Communities. We are very involved on the PlayStation 4. We have three different communities for you to join. The Proven Gamer community, as well as the Tito's Brothel, which is the Trophy Horrors community. Fortunately, we can't say horrors on the network. No. Yep, so we had to go with Tito's Brothel. As well as Yield's community, the Platinum Guild. Yep, come over there. Uh, let, let me know that you're part of the whoredom. I'll let you in. Um, you know, place the place your platinum trophies, say, hey, this is what I got, you know, encourage each other, help each other out, stuff like that. Just kind of fun. Bragging rights, stuff like that. And Yield, do you have a, a list of the people that you're supposed to give shout-outs to? Yes. At the end of our shout-outs, I will be uh, giving out a list of shout-outs for... How many, how many names do you have? Uh, it's normally just the normal group of people. Um... I think we're 10 or 12, but there's a lot of games that they've gone through. There, there's a certain couple of people who have gotten a lot of Platinums. So, but like I said, st- stay tuned to the end of the shoutouts. They've waited a long time. Let's give them some due credit. So here, just just name uh, name the people here on the show. See, you put me on the spot, and I actually don't have it wrote down at the moment. Ah! <laughs> But I'm going to record it and send it to you to patch it in at the end of the show. All right. Well, I'll patch it in right here so the people get the credit they deserve before we, oh, we before hit the outro the music. Ah, so see? Okay. All right, Alex. Since you said go ahead and go with the Guild Platinums, here are the Platinum Guild shoutouts from the first of the year till now. The end of March. So, Trisha has one word. Dat one Seagull got Final Fantasy 13 2 and Spyro 2. Murder Out 615X, Jolt, Planet of the Eyes, Siji, uh, Stormboy, Planet Rix 13. Three times, Drowning, 
access denied times two, Daggerhood, Gem Smasher, Goat Sim, I'm so sorry. Uh, Pow G, probably said that wrong. Mix Ups and on the Vita, Hero Trials and Metagal, uh, CJ, Near Automate, Automato, that's not how you say that, Near Automata, and Samuel of O, Homer Get Stuffed, got Fallout 4, Destroy All Humans, and Iron Cryptical. And if anybody's keeping count, I did Song of the Deep 100% and Onrush. So that's been the Guild Plat so far through first of the year to March. If you would like to hear the games that you've platinum, hit me up in the Platinum Guild. Look at that little, little, little breaking of the fourth wall. You'll get it before you get this. Yes. Yes. So again, join our PlayStation 4 communities, Proven Gamer, Tito's Brothel, member of the Trophy Horse Group, and the Platinum Guild. We definitely want to give loves to our sponsors, our Patreon producers, Felicia Staff, as well as CJ Anderson. We are proud to be in a partnership with the Humble Bundle. If you don't know what the Humble Bundle it is, it is Humble Bundle, well... You can find more information on HumbleBundle.com. It is a charity initiative that every month they will bundle together anything from comic books to books to video games. They will sell those games. And basically, it's kind of like a pay-what-you-want. Uh, there are different tiers in each bundle, so the more you pay, the more things you'll get. They also have sales on single games. So if you're looking for a specific game, they, they might have it on sale. Check it out. You can sign up for their electronic newsletter by entering your email at the bottom of their homepage. But yeah, Home Bundle is a charity initiative. The money that you give goes out goes to help other people. You can also pick up generally a lot of good games for, you know, less than 20 bucks. So definitely check out HomeBundle.com if you've never looked and just kind of peruse what bundles they have available this month. I will always leave a link in the description of the show on ProvingGamer.com to our partnership page if you have trouble finding it. We are also... Sponsored by Amazon. Amazon.com. It's a huge online retailer. It's the easiest way to shop because they will just have their Amazon ogres just, you know, do a shock put throw and throw it exactly to your house within a matter of hours. Before you go to Amazon.com to do any of your shopping, you only have to do this once, so if you've done it before, ignore this message. But if you are a new listener, please go to ProvingGamer.com. We do have a link to the Amazon homepage on our on the homepage for our website. It'll take you straight to Amazon. You can do all your shopping. That one little extra step doesn't take you very much time at all, and it does help us with site fees and things like that, server fees for the podcast. So we would definitely appreciate if you would take that extra step for us. And Extra Life. Extra Life, another charity initiative that we are involved with, is taking place on November 2nd this year. If you want more information on it or you want to sign up, you can go to extra-life.org. I'm going to give you the details here now, though. It is a 24-hour gaming marathon. What you need to do is you need to first sign up to play, you can join a team, you can create your own team, or you can go slow if you'd like. You pick a Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent, and from there you collect donations, or really we call them sponsorships, from friends, family, coworkers, anyone who wants to help and donate to your marathon. What you really need to tell people is that 100% of the funds that you collect for your marathon and go to the Children's Miracle Network hospital that you are representing. The motto for Extra Life is play games, heal kids, and is the ultimate win-win situation. You're collecting funds and donating them. You get to play video games for an entire day. 
it's spectacular and it continues to grow every year. So ProofofGamer.com is very proud to be once again involved with Extra Life. And that is going to bring us to the end of our show. Yield? Yes. I'm going to ask you for some shout-outs, sir. So, uh, first off, always, shout-out to the Pimps and the Madams of the Whoredom. Thank you for listening, inspiring, hanging out with us. It's totally awesome. Uh, a shout-out to Tricky, the Goddess, Steven, and anybody else from Proving Gamer who was at PAX East. You know, it. Um, hope you had a fun because it looked like it was a blast. And we know that you'll be bringing back all kinds of of other tidbits, especially tricky for the podcast next week. So definitely tune in for our uh, our next week's episode as Tricky will give us his insights to packs. You know, little known fact: Yield is actually a vault hunter. And Yield, we all know what you really want. Giving a shot at Tricky, you want that sweet packs loot. Oh yeah, I want the I want the sweet packs swag and. He's already hooked me up. I gave him a shopping list. He said, here, I want you to get this for me. And he hooked me up. So, yeah. A shopping list. You gave him a shopping list for swag? Did you research the booth layout, and did you give him, like, a path to go through? No, not exactly. There were just a couple things I saw on Twitter, and I'm like, hey, I'd like to have that. If you have a moment, can you get that for me? And he said, sure. So. (laughs) I think... I think this episode needs to be named the Pack Shopping List. The Pack Shopping List. I have a problem. I hope he got bags. I hope he brought many empty bags and many suitcases to fit all the stuff that you want. What would be really awesome, and I don't think it happened because that theater was packed, was if he hooked us up with the freebie stuff that everybody got being at the Pack's presser. But... That's asking an awful lot. And that theater was packed. I sat in that theater. It holds a lot of people. Um, a shout out to Game Informer, the, the, the men and women of Game Informer, IGN, and GameSpot, where I uh, got my some of my information from for this week's show notes. A shout out to Alex for recording tonight. And a shout out to WrestleMania next week. Because it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Go Becky Lynch. I had no idea. I mean, I know it's obviously... Tomorrow's the 1st of April, so I figured that WrestleMania had to be coming up. But it, it just seems like it's come so fast. Yeah. WrestleMania is next weekend. And then wrestling season starts all over again after WrestleMania. It starts all over again. We don't have a draft. Well, they do have a draft. We don't have a time off and a training camp. We just roll right into next season. Well, and you know that that Raw after WrestleMania is going to be nuts. Yeah. Before we get too far into the wrestling talk, because we do tend to, when we talk about wrestling, we do tend to to get out there and kind of just oscillate in orbit for a long, long time. If you do want to support the show and help us out a little bit, you can actually go to Patreon.com and become a Patreon. The address for the website and for our page is Patreon.com backslash Gamer. So the Patreon is actually for the website as a whole, but you can definitely support Trophy Whores through that. Uh, Yield, I kind of took over your shout-outs. Is that... uh... No, that was it. That's perfect timing. Well, I want to give a shout-out to the... Well, I was about to say your line, the pimps and the madams, the whoredom, but I want to give a shout-out to our listeners, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Whores. Uh, Without you all, the show would not exist. It would not be able to be heard on on, uh, iHeartRadio, on Spotify. So thank you all for continuing to support the show 
we cannot even begin to describe how much we appreciate you appreciate you all for that uh definitely give a shout out to the pack crew the pg crew who went out there and posting lots of great stuff on the on the facebook groups i know that uh, tricky and the goddess had you know a ton of stuff oh tricky went to visit the bomb cast or the sorry the bomb cast the bomb fest booth and he uh, got a picture with zach i saw that that was awesome I hope I hope I hope a lot of people went there and was and was like, "Hey, Trophy Horse said, come play your game." Yeah, that Yield guy's been talking about this party game for a long time. I have been. It's fun. It's a blast. And as, <laughs> as yeah, 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 and as Zach describes it, sumo wrestling with bombs. Sumo wrestling with bombs. Yeah, I think Tricky also took pictures with Hip Hop Gamer, and you know, as I, you know. What was it the other day? Tricky posted a picture of a giant hamburger or cheeseburger that he was eating. Yeah, I saw that. Did they go to Wahlburgers again? Because I know that the one, the one time that they went there, they wouldn't shut the hell up about it. Yeah, we did. We did go there. Um, no, I think that's at PAX. Was, so was Wahlburgers really as good as they made it seem? It was It was okay. I, I, think, I think the big thing that, that had about it is because it's owned by the Wahlburgers. I mean, the burger was good. I Mark just... Wahlberg doing some great work in the Transformers movies. So. Do they have burgers named after Mark Wahlberg's movies or like Donnie Wahlberg's career in New Kids on the Block? <laughs> I don't believe so. Yes, I'll have so. the step-by-step burger. I'll have step-by-step burger. <laughs> Look, I may sound like I'm making fun of it, but I actually really like that song. Yeah, no, I was... Like I said, it was okay. I, I was along for the ride at that point. Step by step. Ooh, baby. Uh, finished my shout-outs before. We, we run a little bit too long here. But I want to give a shout-out to Yield for joining me and talking about all this PAX slash Borderlands goodness and for putting the show notes together and doing such a good job. And uh, lastly, I want to give a shout-out to my awesome girlfriend, Ashley. Had... Uh, we, we're not huge bourbon fans, but as, you know, living in Louisville, we have always wanted to do the Evan Williams bourbon experience. So we went to take a uh, sample some bourbon and, and learn about the uh, the history of bourbon here in the city. It was a pretty awesome tour, and yeah. Uh, so just another fun Saturday when I bought some new games. So I definitely want to give a shout-out to my awesome girlfriend for uh, watching some Dexter with me. And, oh, we watched Super Troopers last night. Yield, have you seen Super Troopers? Uh, no, I've never seen Super oh, Troopers. Hold on, yield. I need to walk that back a little bit. I have seen. I own Super Troopers. I saw Super Troopers a long time ago. We saw Super Troopers two last night. Okay, oh. sorry. clarification there. But you've never seen Super Troopers. No, I've never seen Super Troopers. You would love it. It's such a. It's such a funny movie. The sequel, I didn't see it for the longest time because I figured it wouldn't be anywhere near as good. And. Yeah, the I hate the way it starts. I don't like the opening scene at all because the the way the first movie started was so good and so perfect. And while I don't feel like the sequel lives up to the original's greatness, it's really fucking funny. Like it's it's one of the situations like I will compare it to Anchorman and Anchorman Two, whereas Anchorman Two was still really funny. It just felt so over the top. And I feel like this kind of movie suffers the same way, where they figure they had to do everything bigger. And I feel like the the sequel is really funny, but it also feels like over the top at times, like too much. Gotcha. But you should definitely go out and see Super Troopers, and you know, watch Super Troopers too because it was funny. Okay. Uh, so 
derailing shout-outs. That's what we do here. Uh, want to give a shout-out to my awesome girlfriend, Ashley. Love you, honey. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do us for this week's episode. The uh, the pack explosion, the pack extravaganza, as Yield will call it. We'll be back next week with episode 385. Hopefully, Tricky will be joining us. He won't be. Well, I was going to say he's going to be jet-lagged, but that doesn't make any sense because he went to Boston. He lives in the East Coast anyway. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Until then, happy trophy hunting. See ya. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.